What's up? What's up? It's your boy, K. Still welcome to Words of Wisdom. Thank y'all for tuning in today. And thank y'all, thank y'all, thank y'all for being such a blessing to me, leaving some good comments um, in my DMs, critiquing your boy. Let me know what y'all like to hear, what y'all like to talk about, uh, what I can improve on. So I just want to say I'm thankful. Uh, thankful uh, for today. I'm, I'm thankful for you all who listen and share the uh, podcast with other individuals so that they can get some nuggets and all that kind of stuff. But today, so today's segment is going to be a little bit different. Um, I didn't have a lot of bullet points and things that I wanted to talk about, but some things that's just been kind of heavy on my heart lately. You know, life, life is so precious. And I think sometimes we take it for granted. Uh, life is very precious, right? There's so many occasions uh, 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 where I could have lost my life. You know, I've been hit by a car. I've been shot at. I've never been a game banger, but I've been shot at. Uh, I've been in car accidents inside the vehicle, um, since a youth. It's all kind of things that's happened to me, but lately, uh, one of the things that's been heavy and what's going on with social media and all this other stuff around the world is the protests, black lives matter movement. And, and check this out. Life is so precious. Like there's so many times that I got pulled over by the police and not every cop. Um, th- this is the crazy thing about this situation. Ha- it's about half and half, a, a little bit over half more aggressive cops toward me than not. And it sucks because I usually try to be as calm, cool, collective as possible. Was I always that way? Nah, I've had attitude with cops that was rude to me. I was rude back. But majority of the time though i you know i kind of fear for my life and 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 rightly so you know i've heard too many stories where people have really lost their lives i used to watch uh uh there's one time i was able to stop the cops from planting drugs on a friend or two uh when i was a a young teenager and the cops was telling me to shut up and i was like hey you know i was from across the street and i said i see you pull the drugs out of your pocket and there was other bystanders paying attention too, and they were like, yeah, and, and, and people kind of got wind of what the cops are trying to do with an old friend. And so it's crazy. We living in different times, and, and, and this is not something that's new. The only difference is it's being filmed, right? It's being filmed. People are dying at, at crazy rates. It's not just, and this is the thing, it's not even just about black lives, because yes, we have been picked on for many, many years, but you got police being corrupt, uh, uh, abusing their 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 power and their authority, knowing that's not why they took that oath to protect and serve. Right. And so uh, I was having this conversation with my son and it kind of brought me to tears to even explain this to him, because there was a situation where I had got pulled over last year. And last year when I was uh, uh, talking, talking to um, I was telling him how I got pulled over and the cop that, that pulled me over was a very aggressive white guy. And I had three white girls I had picked up doing my Uber. And those white young ladies was just like uh, the three young ladies. I'll just just say it that way. I don't want to make it about race or anything. But then again, this is about race. So the three young ladies was like uh, real cool. It's a young girl's 21st birthday. I pull up. A cop pulls behind me, but he doesn't hit his lights. It just looks like another Uber car in a sense. Like I'm thinking just looking in my, I got tents. So looking in my rear view, I didn't see any police lights or anything. So I pick up the young ladies. And then right when I was about there, cause I was double parked, I waited till car left and I was about to pull into a stall and a cop pulled me over. And then he said I was impeding traffic later. He didn't tell me right off the bat. At first he was just giving me like this long lecture. 
but he was so aggressive in the way he was talking to me, talking down to me, that he told the young ladies that they can leave the car. And it was scary for me because I don't have a record. You know, the most I've ever had is a speeding ticket. And so he was very aggressive. And so he tells the ladies they can leave the car. And so the the the, the young lady behind me, she says, I'm not leaving the car because I, I fear for Kendrick's life. And, and, and if it wasn't for the young ladies, I know it could have went a different way. Now, this is not the only time I've had aggressive police doing too much. Right. And so my heart was heavy. It was pounding. It's 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 something you can't really just like fear that that someone might have that of uh, that ability to take your life. Listen, I'm a God fearing man and, and I know where I'm going when I die. But even still, I still want to make it home. I want to live a full life. And as a black man at 42 years old now, this is when I was 41 at 42 years old. I'm sitting here still worried about when I get pulled over to, from the, uh, by the police, will I make it home to my kids? And so explaining that to my son brought tears to my eyes because he is a young black male who will be 16 on Father's Day this year. And, and one of the greatest presents I've ever get, uh, 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 received, you know, my children, uh, he's a second child that has a birthday on Father's Day. My oldest daughter was born on Father's Day. Now his birthday falls on Father's Day. So this is a blessing that keeps on blessing. But my point is, I have to have this conversation with my 16 year old. And so check this out. I was on a men's conference call with my cousin. And we had the, um, the, the, the pleasure of having a police guy, a black, light-skinned policeman on the conference call to say, tell his side. And you know what was crazy about the whole situation? Because I was raised, uh, uh, I have mentors that are police officers, dang good ones, right? And they uh, are part of a mentorship program. I've watched these guys since high school. I'm still in contact with them now. I've never seen more noble and honorable men. I'm being honest, not just because they're like father figures to me, but honestly, they sacrifice so much for young black males. Right. Um, but this guy, when he was talking, was getting me and my cousin really frustrated. I'm not I don't get angry easy. This guy made us upset because he was talking from a perspective that he couldn't relate. And he was like, I've been in the force for 20 years. And he's talking about how long he's been in the force. And he's never experienced racism. And uh, he wouldn't. This is the crazy part. He says, I wouldn't teach my son the, about division and all these different things. What I would teach my son is how to be a good citizen. And I sat back and my cousin was like, don't worry about it. I'm going to get him. <laughs> and I sat back and we were on Zoom. So we couldn't really. They could see us if we were talking. So we kind of put our hands over our, our mouths and was just like, cousin, this dude can't like he really doesn't understand. He's like, I've been around all these police forces and I've never experienced racism. I don't go in a store expecting people to look at me. And I'm sitting here and I wanted, you know, I kind of want to talk back. But I was like, let him have his moment. This is the thing. This is what I wanted to touch on. And I eventually said something uh, when it was my turn to speak again, because it was about 10, 15 men on this call. And the white brothers on there was like, look, we don't know. Can y'all talk to us? And so we talked from our perspective like he talked for his. And I said, you can't relate. He says, well, maybe because I'm a police officer. I said, maybe. I said, but even you have cops that have come out that said there was racism in their police uh, department. You may not have experienced uh, somebody walking behind you 
or maybe like you said, you weren't looking or paying attention. I said, I grew up in a certain environment and I had no choice but to pay attention. When somebody's walking behind me clearly to make sure that I'm not stealing, knowing I got a pocket full of money and then I'm sitting saying I'm going to buy this or this and they're still like, hurry up and buy it or they're walking to make sure I'm not stealing. And I clearly can see that they're following me down every aisle. And this has happened in numerous stores. No matter if I leave that one and go to another one, if there's a white person behind me following me, make sure I'm not stealing. This cop could not relate to me or my cousin or anybody in inner city because he was like, yeah, maybe because of the neighborhood I live in. Yes, I've had conversation with my neighbors. But every time he would say, yeah, maybe it was a possibility that he's just been ignoring the very thing that's been blatant, like a lot of other people that's been blatant in their face. And so he talked when he spoke, he spoke from like a white person perspective, like sincerely. I'm not saying this just to say it. He spoke as if he was a white man in a position of power and authority in the police department. It's the way it's the things that he said that was very unnerving for me and my cousin. And I said, regardless of what he said, he can't take away our experience with the police. My cousin shared a story of how when he was like 19 years old and an Indian neighbor called the cops because he didn't like that they were playing football in the middle of the street. And my cousin was 19 years old, never been in trouble, always been a stand up citizen. Sincerely, he doesn't have a record either. Right. To this day, he's a year and a day older than me. And the guy a police officer didn't announce himself when my cousin was playing. He said the guy pulled the gun. And the reason why my cousin, my cousin heard the click of the pistol to his head. This is in Oakland, California. And he said the reason why he didn't flinch is because when the cop walked up, he didn't announce himself. He seen the badge, the, the, the shine off the black badge in his, uh, from his peripheral vision. And he said he heard the cock of the, the hammer. And then he heard the police say, freeze, don't move, whatever. He says, but there were so many witnesses out there. His mom came out and chewed the police officer out. The auntie was like, oh, yeah, she knew the, the, the sergeant of that police officer and all these different things. So that cop had been harassing people and doing some other things. And that's not all police because I, I, I honor and respect police officers. I just don't honor and respect the people that's in a position of authority that take that thing for granted. And it sucks because in their position, they feel like they can do and do whatever and not be accountable for it. So check this out. I used to be a truck driver for I've had I still have my trucker's license. I was a truck driver for probably 16 out of my 19 years having a license. And I used to make a delivery to the highway patrol. And this is where I'm, I'm, I'm torn, because uh, when I used to make my delivery of the Pepsi, I used to have to go through the kitchen and uh, I would always arrive around lunchtime. And I'll see about 50 cadets. Very cordial, very polite. And so when I come through, they're like, hey, this is what you hear as I'm walking through the, the, the hallway as they're coming, uh, standing up for chow. It's uh, pardon me. Make way. Civilian coming through. Excuse me, sir. How are you doing today? This is every person speaks with uh, uh, just cordial. Everybody's polite and and. Hey, how you doing? Friendly, all that great stuff, right? Every last one of them was doing that. And I think that's in the books. They need to do that kind of stuff. So I go and get the check uh, for the Pepsi company. And then I come back through. And then one day, uh, this is on a couple of occasions, but uh, one day in particular, I see this uh, kind of small white guy. 
and I hear him talking to his friend. And uh, as he's talking to the other person, highway patrol cadet, he says, I cannot wait to get my gun in my bag because I'm finna get into a lot of people's faces. Now he thinking this is funny and he thinking the, uh, the, the guy that he's talking to, the white guy is the only guy that can hear him. And so what he initially is telling me that he has a power trip and he can't wait. And he's a small guy. So I was like, oh, he, maybe he has a little man complex. But he was saying some other things I cannot remember, but it, it rubbed me the wrong way to where I need to hurry up and get out of there. And I was like, let me get out of this place. Now, no, I wasn't in fear that he would do something to me, but it, it, it pissed me off that somebody would get into that position of authority just to be a butthead, just to hurt people and and have this evil in their heart like that right and so not all police are bad we know that but the ones that are and don't expect anything to happen to them it, it, it it's a horrible thing that they get into the, and this is not just the police but the system itself is jacked up and i heard a pastor say this the other day and i was like "Ooh, that's deep he says, listen, he was talking to other pastors on a conference call. He says, listen, the system is not broken. He said the, 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 the system was built that way. So listen, regardless of how you feel about the police, we're supposed to respect and honor our authority, right? But the conversation still needs to be had and something needs to be changed. So when a man told me, I don't tell my kids as if he's mocking me for saying or, or talking down at me of saying, well, I don't tell my kids that I wouldn't do that. He doesn't live my experience every day. I get pulled over. I have a BMW. This is not a bragging thing. I have a BMW. And in the times I've been pulled over, I was dressed in my suits or uh, uh, had on a nice button up. I'm dressed with the dress shoes on the whole get down. I'm in my nice car. I'm dressed to the nines and I'm still talked to as if I'm less than a human. And so when we're dealing with this experience, this is what I would say to my white counterparts or, or, or uh, other races that don't experience what we experience. I'm not angry. And, and, and I get I literally get along with everybody. That's I thank God for. I just have a soft heart for people in general. I just have a love for people. But. This is what I would say for people who don't live my experience. Don't judge me based on my experience. Don't judge me because, oh, I've lived in poverty. Uh, I've been pulled over numerous times. Don't judge a book by its cover like that. Don't judge people based on what you see in social media. Judge people on your personal experience with them. If that person is being nice and you see that's that's a genuine thing, treat them accordingly. Don't treat them people like they're criminals and they're crooked. I don't care if you see somebody paying sack and I don't care if you see somebody in a hoodie. This is why we're so divided today. And so I just encourage those who are listening, who can't relate to my story, who don't just it just doesn't bother them or they, they don't care or they do care and they don't know what to do. Show some love. You know, what I mean, it's not always about, oh, you can give some money somewhere that doesn't care the situation. Because the system is jacked up. Find out what you can do in your level of influence so that you can help individuals who, like myself, is still dealing with this race, this systemic racism on all aspects uh, uh, of life so that I can have a different 
10 years from now, I can have a much different story with my 16 year old son and my 19 year old daughter, and my 16 year old daughter, or excuse me, 15, 14 year old daughter. I can't even get the story right. I got a 19, a 16 and a 14. And I still have to have these conversations. I pray to God that those who are listening right now, you do something different in your level of influence so that people like myself with our children can have a different experience as we're doing our own due diligence and our own homework, right? To be better, to, to be culturally better and all those other great things. But those of you who have a power of influence out there, you can have a power of influence just based on your own house. It starts in your house. It starts by you educating your children. It starts by you treating people the right way in front of your children, teaching them what it looks like to be human, what it looks like to love others in spite of their uh, 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 their financial status or in spite of their uh, living conditions. You treat people like a human being. I'll leave with this. I remember a video I seen of a homeless guy and he was crying and the news, um, the news reporter had was talking to him and the news reporter had asked him a question. If we can do anything, what can we do? Uh, because somebody was treating him like dirt. You know, uh, he had been spat on. He had things thrown, trash thrown at him. People have just thrown coins at him and all the kind of crap. And he says, treat me like a human being. So that's what I leave you with today. Treat people as if you, like you want to be treated. Treat them like a human being. Don't judge them. Don't judge them too early for sure. Hey, it's been your boy. K Steel, welcome to Words of Wisdom. Listen, I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. Um, or I always say welcome like I'm, I'm doing the intro. But um, let me know what y'all think. Inbox your boy. Let me know on Facebook. Um, let me know what's really happening. Uh, you can reach me at Kendrick Steele on Facebook as S-T-I-L-L, like standing still. Um, you can reach me on Twitter, same thing, Creative Ambition, C-R-E-A-T-V-A-M-B-I-T-I-O-N, Creative, without the E, uh, and without the I, so uh, Creative Ambition. Ambition means desire. Sometimes when you don't have the desire to press forward, you must create it, and you can do that. Follow your boy on YouTube, Kendrick Steele, or most likely, I'm, I'm building my, my uh, videos up on um my videos up on creative ambition platform. So uh, let your boy know what's happening. Hit your boy in the comments. I love y'all. Peace out.